Hey, welcome back to this bonus episode of Drunk Bible Study for episode 82, our second episode of Joshua. And we had Woo. a few we had a few interesting things that we wanted to look up, as well as the song that I have teased now for a little while about Joshua and Jericho, uh, which we're going to talk about. Uh, what what did you end yeah, up looking so, up, Emily? Well, I looked up if it's even possible that Jericho could happen. And <laughs> I, I had a little bit of a hard time with this because you had teased or said something about the physics behind a wall falling down and if that could even happen. And from multiple sources, it says that people think that perhaps there was a seismic episode like an earthquake um, mm. and that that is the reason why it fell down, actually. So I wonder if it's just like, well, there was an earthquake and it fell down and it happened to coincide with these people shouting and like it happened just <laughs> at the right time and perfect. Huh. Um, but yeah, and and people are wondering like, did it happen in 1400 BC? Did it happen later? Did it happen earlier? There are questions about that and various scholars who've questioned like, okay, when did it actually occur and could it have actually occurred um, because, you know, during the time when it says that it did in the Bible. So that that's kind of, it, it's something that people wonder about still to this day. But I, I think the general consensus seems to be that there was perhaps a, an earthquake that caused everything to fall down. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is when I think about this, I think about the VeggieTales version of this story that oh, I watched many see, times. See, I didn't even know what VeggieTales was until, you know, like last year. Yeah, right. it was great. But all I remember is that, um, you know, it's, it's the same story of like, you know, and they show the Israelites like marching around the city and stuff like that. But of course, it's all played by the VeggieTales cast. But there's only like six of them, right? There's like only six right. of them really exactly. in the world. And so it is just like six of them kind of like hopping around the city <laughs> and then yelling. And again, it's only like six yelling of them yelling. Other. And it was, I remember even as a child, it really striking me. as like, this doesn't quite carry the gravitas <laughs> that yeah, <laughs> I think this story sure. deserves. That's funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Do you, Dedeker, do you remember this being explained, like trying to be explained at all in Sunday school or anything? Or was this? Yes, I have a vague. it wasn't for me. I have a vague memory of someone at some point making some kind of theory or explanation around sound waves, you know, okay. and the, like the consistency is particularly chalking it up to the sheer number of people that it would have yeah. been like marching around a city and blowing horns and then yelling and kind of suggesting that that would be enough to disintegrate some walls or loosen some walls perhaps <laughs> were you like mm, i don't know about that back in the day were you like uh no okay. i was a child and it was kind of like okay if you say so adults i guess you know everything about it, anything so right about i'll trust you everything. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well it, did you find more evidence jace yeah so i was trying to remember where i had heard this because i didn't hear about this in sunday school at sunday school it was just like yeah yeah i did it or well we called him god in sunday school but right it's like god did this uh, right yeah. And uh, so that's all I'd heard. But I remember, I think when I was probably in high school, I remember my stepdad, I mean, he in general watched a lot of History Channel stuff. But I remember okay. there being uh, an episode about 
maybe even like a whole series about stuff from the Bible and kind of like trying to find the historical evidence for things in the Bible and stuff like that. And I remember one about the Battle of Jericho and talking about that, like that could have been sound waves that did it. And really insane sound waves. Or could have been a blast from the Ark of the Covenant. Well, right. I mean, we're on it. Well, we're on ancient aliens. Or it could have been an earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. So, so the earthquake thing actually is going to be an interesting segue into the other thing that I looked up today. But, but first, just about this real quick, is that, um, yes. So, like the excavations show evidence of earthquake activity at the time of the attack on Jericho, somewhere around that time, right? Yeah. so the question is, you know, is this a story that was come up with later or did they actually do this at the time? Mm. Who knows, right? But one thing they do bring up is specifically work of Nikola Tesla, who oh. built what he called, I think, the earthquake machine, in quotes. That was the the name or the, the Tesla oscillator was the official name of it. But basically it's that if you can find the right resonant frequency for something – and over time, generating enough vibration, you can shatter buildings and cause great destruction wow. and things like that. Essentially, creating an earthquake without using a ton of energy to do it by finding the right frequency and continually adding that movement to something until it builds up. And that it actually okay. is the effect is more powerful the further away you are from the thing up to the point where it sort of falls off and you don't feel it anymore. There's sort of like a sweet spot out there that's not right where you're vibrating it, but a little bit out after those vibrations have had a chance to kind of expand. So the theory goes, it's not the horn so much as it was the marching that it's yeah, the I like think I remember hearing that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind huh. of the constant vibration. Okay. Yeah. That there's something about the, the footsteps being at the right, pace and it being a ton of people that that just over time loosened the walls until that last final blast and everyone yelling knocked it all down so i don't know right. it's it's interesting it's definitely definitely some stuff to to i don't know ponder about i guess yeah yeah so the other thing i looked up though that's i think related is the story of a khan a, mm, a chan yes. a khan a khan uh, and so basically, yeah, Ahan was the one who they, they took him and all of his kids and his livestock and his wives and his tent and everything, and they stoned them and burned them and put rocks on them. And yeah. so a few things I learned is like, basically, okay, when I look this story up on Christian sites, I get a lot of kind of bullshit explanations. I'm just going to be frank here. Like, it's just a lot of... Like what? Bullshit weird trying to be like, oh, well, no, actually, it's important because really his sin was much worse than that. And and just like a lot of nonsense. But what I found actually very interesting was looking at the other Jewish writings about this, right? Because... You know, in in the Jewish tradition, this isn't the only account of the story. We get various rabbis through the centuries who've elaborated on these stories and added commentary to it, and that's kind of part of those stories. So a few things that came up through that that was interesting is, um, one is that there is, um, many of the, the rabbis agreed that there was more to it than just the story that we get here in Joshua, that it was, for example, a magic idol 
kind of like we had guessed mm. that it might be more of a religious thing. Okay. Um, others even claim that he was guilty of more quote earthly crimes oh such my. such as incest like, whoa. such as like incest or well, working the... on the sabbath which are equally bad in their <laughs> eyes <laughs> gosh where where does it say that this happened though in the bible well, that's what i'm saying this is that's why i thought this was interesting because in the jewish yeah. tradition the bible the bible is not a thing at all first of all but you know the yeah. the these books that we have in the Old Testament of the Bible are just one of many writings on these stories. And so so within Judaism, there is kind of more to be found from these, both in kind of their like older documents, as well as the centuries of rabbis commenting on it and adding, adding to it and things like that, right? Adding their observations or their theories or, it, yeah. or what they've, you know, gathered from research or whatever, right? So anyway, I just thought that was kind of, first of all, that's interesting. Maybe it was worse. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, and then a couple things that was interesting is one is him confessing, the fact that he confesses yeah, it before they kill him. also stood out to me that he seemed to come clean pretty quickly. Yeah. So uh, apparently the classical rabbis argue that this confession is what saves him from Gehenna, which is the classical era Jewish conception of a hell. Hmm. And so that con- okay. confession saved him from that. It didn't save him from being killed, but saved him from at least that fate. I don't really know a ton about that, so that may be something else that we could look into another time about what what hell perceptions were like at different times. Yeah, Because it hasn't really come up, right? That, yeah, I had no idea that that was even a thing at all. Fascinating. Well, and this is also saying classical rabbis, which this is then many hundreds many of years hundreds after years this years, story, yeah. right? Um, so, th- you know, this these beliefs change over time, just as they have in the Christian church and things like that. Um, and then uh, what was the other one? So another another possible explanation that comes from these is that they talked about it being at the Mount Ahor, uh, which I guess is similar to the name Achan. And that they, it was like in memory of him. Another possible explanation is the fact that this mountain had this name and it was more of like a folklore story to explain, oh, well, you know, this, this hill got its name because of this guy who did this This hill got its name because of this guy and all of his family and his donkeys and his oxen. But daddy, how did Foreskin Hill get its name? Yeah, this hill over here. Well, let me tell you, that's a story for another day, my son. You'll understand soon enough. You'll never be able to forget it actually yeah, as a matter geez. of fact um, <laughs> yeah uh, another thing that was interesting though is that a lot of these accounts also do make it clear that the children and wives were not killed that they were just brought there to watch which is still pretty messed Real? up Ew. yeah it was still pretty messed up uh, but well, a lot of them do kind of with them I did wonder that, right? Well, then why does it say that they stoned them and set them on fire? Gosh, you know what? There's a whole other, like, I don't even want to go down this Mm -hmm. rabbit hole, but there's this whole line that um, there's two different parts in this one story of Joshua. One, and basically the words that they use, one saying like, all Israel stoned him with stones in one part, and then they stoned them with stones in other parts. Jews. 
people are like, well, this is clear evidence that it's pieced together from multiple different stories Mm -hmm. that went different ways. And that's why the wording is different right after each other or something like that. Uh, But yes, basically uh, many biblical scholars believe that this was put together perhaps by the judge Samuel much later on, like in the seventh century BC or later. Um, And anyway, yes. And a lot of them believe that it was he and his livestock were killed, but not the wives and children. Which I'm still like, okay, cool. And then where do they go? Because now you've left them without any livestock. So I don't know if that's necessarily the family name is pretty smeared at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So anyway, that's that's what I found about that. I was actually surprised how much information there was. I thought for sure it was going to be one of the many things that we try to look up, and there's just nothing about it. Can't, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Weren't you going to talk about the the song? Oh yeah, I want to tell you about the song. You're right. I even teased it. Yeah, totally forgot. I'm like, I have these (laughs) songs on my computer for just sitting there. Come on, yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So I teased this before. And the song I'm talking about, for those of you who who figured it out and those who didn't, is the song Joshua Fought the Battle of Jericho or Joshua Fit the Battle of Jericho, depending on which version of Mm. the title. Joshua Fit the Battle of Jericho? I know. That's weird. Like a swimsuit? Like he tried it on? I thought that was a typo. What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, it's because Joshua Fit the Battle of Jericho um, was a well-known African-American spiritual during slavery. and it was uh, written down this way as a uh, what's the word for that you know when you like write out Uh, the way people pronounce a word rather than just like transliterated yeah there's a different word than that Uh, I forget I forget the word I'm looking for it's like when you write write out words like nuff said Mm -hmm. or things there's a word for that I can't think of what it oh, is. I don't know. There's like a bunch of it in Harry Potter where she kind of like helps show like how the different characters talk and things like that. Just to, yeah. bring, just to bring Harry Potter back into it. Hermione. Yeah. So, um, so Joshua fit the battle of Jericho is, I guess the original title. And um, it's believed to have been composed by slaves in the first half of the 19th century. And then, um, was copyrighted in like the late 1800s though, supposedly. Uh, It did eventually get recorded for the first time in 1922. Um, It's been around for a long time, but there were two versions that I thought were worth talking about here. Um, And one is by uh, Mahalia Jackson, who is a super famous uh, gospel singer. She's she's incredible, mm. actually. Her her records and stuff are, are really amazing. Uh, but I did want to play a little bit of a clip from that for all of you here. Um, and hers is like a real, um, just stripped down, like just her and piano kind of a version here. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she's singing the song. It's pretty much just the same refrain over and over with little variations in different verses as it goes. And, um, you know, this version's like real simple. I guess it's just a drum set and bass and piano. Uh, But it's been covered by a ton of people, including Elvis Presley, who probably has one of the most famous versions of it. Uh, And also like Hugh Laurie 
covered this. Uh, hmm. Bing, Bing really? Crosby That's did a cover random. of it back in the day. Huh. Uh, there've been there've been a lot of different covers of this song through the years. Um, but what I did find really interesting about it, though, is that you know historically this being specifically a, an African American spiritual during slavery is the idea that Joshua fit the battle of Jericho and the walls came a tumbling down is not about that story mm-hmm. or it was mm-hmm. about that story, mm-hmm. but also about an escape from That's slavery. Like emancipation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Music critic Robert Cummings wrote, quote, the closing portion of the tune sung to the words quoted above, which is the walls came a tumbling down is its most memorable portion. The notes plunge emphatically and impart a glorious sense of collapse of triumph. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that wow. wall, the walls come a tumbling down, like that kind of thing as it goes. Anyway, I remember like singing this as a kid in Sunday school, and it just being all fun and games. But then actually like <laughs> learning about it, it's like wow, this is actually you know a very meaningful song stuff. that that yeah. I think has been made light of by a lot of um, you know modern white Christians mm. <laughs> like myself. Yeah. Um, so I did think that was really interesting to to kind of learn about it and to see you know, the different ways that the different sort of levels of respect that different artists have given to the song over the years when they've covered it. Right. You know, from, from Mahalia Jackson doing her very like heartfelt version to Elvis Presley's kind of more like rock and rolly sort of version. I know you've heard about Joshua. He was a son of none. He never stopped his work until, until the work was done. I got no thing. Joshua did the battle and Jericho, Jericho, Jericho two like veggie tales doing their kind of goofy version of mm-hmm. it and yeah. it's you know there's there's it there's a lot there there's a lot to unpack there but um but i did want to finally lie. talk about that song because i love it anytime we get to sections of the bible that have songs that go with them i agree that's really exciting wow well we hope that you enjoyed this today and we are looking forward to uh having them be in Jericho I guess next next week I don't know I'm don't assuming think, they're like I don't there think they're gonna be in Jer- Emily they burnt up Jericho oh yeah it's like, ashes there's on no the ground to be oh, yeah. okay all right well then going and conquering more cities around there I guess I guess that's what's gonna happen next maybe they build more conquering, cities around more pillaging it? more killing oh yeah maybe yeah okay. I don't know so they exactly. just decided to kill it yeah no all right well I guess we'll find out so we'll see you all then